Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the second episode of the 815 Sports Podcast. And I am joined today by my co-host, my best friend, my baseball partner for life, <laughs> for P Meister, whatever the hell you want to call him, Nate Harris. <laughs> How we doing? Hey, buddy. Got six yeah. three in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Um, unfortunately, we are not able to have Derek on the podcast today. He is in New York uh, for business. Um, so we're hoping maybe later this week to do a quick episode that's going to be more focused on fantasy football, where it's going to be a start and sit uh, kind of answer some fantasy questions. So if you have any questions this week for start and sit I know there's some players that are hurt. Uh, Mike Evans is suspended, and we'll get into that as well. But we might do an episode on Friday or maybe Thursday. I'm going to talk to Derek and see what works for him and maybe do a second short episode this week to kind of get into that. But um, going over today's episode, we're going to go into a full breakdown of week two. Um, and then we are going to kind of talk about some of the stars and shitters of the week for week two as well. Um, and then get into some waiver claims and drops. Um the pick them again and then the Thursday night matchup. So that'll kind of conclude that episode today. So, um, yeah, before we get into the, the recap of week two, I guess we can get into it now. Um, we had talked about the pick them for last week and um, Derek had sent me his picks offline and actually had the best picks this weekend. Uh, he went 10 and six over the weekend um, and then let's see, Nate and myself both went eight and eight. Cool. So right there. Yeah. Everyone was, uh, everyone was 500 or above. And I, I'm going to be honest. I was a little shocked with, you know, Derek texted me on, uh, he texted me Thursday and he picked the chargers, um, which they ended up losing by a field goal. And then he texted me his picks on Sunday morning. And the first pick I saw was jets. And I was a little, I was a little worried, but he said Jets, and I was like, okay, Derek. I mean, I don't know if this was a troll pick or what. And uh, I mean, from you know, if there's one word to describe Week Two in the NFL for this season, it was the story of comebacks, a hundred percent. Oh yes, and we'll dive into that shortly, but. Yeah, I I don't think anyone saw the Jets uh, winning that. Not to discredit the Browns, but the Browns are just an okay team. I mean, they're 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 better than the Jets overall in my eyes. But yeah, I did not I did not see that one coming at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody did, and and I think a lot of people were saying that Chubb should have went down instead of scoring his third touchdown of the week, which uh, he was actually the leading fantasy back for the week with. I think in full PPR was 32.3 points. Um, regardless, people were saying that he should have went down. Um, he didn't go down and he scored his touchdown. And then the Jets came down through a 80 yard touchdown pass to Corey Davis through broken coverage. Browns are freaking out. They somehow get an onside kick. I mean, it was just unreal. And, and that was just one after another. Oh, absolutely. It was just, I feel like that was kind of the story of the weekend too. It was Jets came back and won. Um, the Cardinals came back and won, and the Dolphins game was insane. Uh, they came back and won as well, all fourth quarter comebacks. Um, so it, it was a crazy weekend, honestly. What, what do you think? I know your Sunday night 
uh, game was not what you expected, but what was your favorite match or what was your favorite game, I guess, of week two, Nate? Yeah, we'll not uh, dive into a Sunday night just yet. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> um, I would, I would honestly have to, I would, yeah, I would honestly have to say the Ravens and the Dolphins game was probably the most throughout the entire game. I, I, I thought that it was, it was pretty, pretty exciting through through all fourth quarters, I should say. So, yeah. Um, yeah, just, you know, it's, it's always, you know, a really good game to watch when there's, you know, a lot of action. I mean, both teams were just, it was just touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. Dolphins had, had a slow start, you know, I believe it, I think it was, uh, they were down two touchdowns. It was 21 to seven and I was flipping through games, this and that. And I just saw they were within, you know, that, that, that one touchdown. I'm like, holy crap, (laughs) (laughs) what's going on here? And then, you know, they just kept on playing you know a little uh touchdown t- tag so it was uh yeah that that was my number one game to watch awesome yeah i would agree i think that one was at the top as well um obviously as a cardinals fan i think that i could be biased and say that that was my favorite game um it was very sloppy but it, it, they came out on top um, with the win with the win so i was very happy um that they came out on top even though they looked like shit in the first half um Regardless, let's dive into a quick recap um, of this week. We'll start with, um, I guess, what what was one of the game of the weeks last Thursday, uh, AFC matchup Chargers at the Chiefs. Chiefs ended up pulling out that out 27-24. Is there – do you think – to me, it was very – I assumed that this is how the game was going to go. It was going to be won by a field goal. Um, I had said it on another podcast, but I said Chiefs by a field goal. I think the Chargers cover four and a half. I actually predicted that right. I just I think that's how some of these AFC matchups are going to go this year because they're so marquee and because some of these teams in the AFC West are so good. But I think the real a lot question, of better competition. Yeah, and I, I think the main question coming out of that is is Justin Herbert going to be okay health wise. Yeah, health wise, um, I'll I'll I'll, pro- I'll say yeah. Um, we'll see how he's doing um, this upcoming week. Um, if there, I mean, if it, if it's still if he's still not okay, honestly, I would I would I would sit him and have the bat, uh, QB two in, just because I mean, you got to think about playoffs. I mean, this is a play playoff maybe Super Bowl team they you know they they have potential to be a Super Bowl team but they are I mean they're they're a for sure playoff team you got to think about that kind of stuff you, you don't want to make that injury a lot worse um so we'll, we'll see we'll see on on uh, Twitter for his for his updates of of, of kind of how he's doing but mm-hmm. um yeah because I mean you, you got to think about that too so yeah absolutely um, I I think and it's early in the season too. I mean, you really don't want to see him to go to be out to to attempt to play this week, and then you know re-injuring that, and then having to to miss additional time too. So right, you know, I think I think the biggest thing is, and you kind of hit it on the head there, is that they they have the roster to be a playoff team, and because they're going, they should be a playoff team. It's it's like more of a long term decision. Now we haven't really. I personally haven't really heard anything. 
Uh, besides from what Coach Staley said, I think it was on Friday when they checked up on him and he said that he's just day-to-day with fractured rib cartilage. Um, I would assume that they're probably just going to kind of beef him up a little bit, kind of how the Saints did with Jameis this weekend, which I'll, we'll get into that as well. Um, but I think if they beef him up, and you're really going to have to trust your old line and I, I guess his blind side to protect those ribs a little bit. My, 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 my biggest concern would be, is he going to be able to throw the deep ball? Is he going to be able to start you know, throwing the ball. I mean, Justin Herbert is known for throwing the ball 35, 40, 45 times a game. He, he threw it for 48 times. He threw it for 48 times during the against the Chiefs, and it's like because he's able to do that and throw the ball so much, is he going to be able to do that? Is that injury going to, you know, profound that or, or stop him from being capable of doing that? And I think that's the question going down the road. Um, obviously, you would know more in practice, and he's scheduled to play this week. Um, so, like, I, I think it's just something to monitor. I'm um, going forward, but um, also I, I the other surprising factor. This is after two weeks. I don't want to say it's an overreaction or not, but it is a fact. Um, in fantasy, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is actually a top five running back right now. Um, took that took that by surprise a little bit. I, I don't know what you think about it, but um, he's yeah. had a pretty solid two games. Yeah, no, I I agree. I in one of my in one of my leagues one of my many leagues I, I have him and he's I have a very good uh running back depth I think my uh running back for that league was uh Christian McCaffrey Swift and uh Antonio Gibson and we we can get in this when we talk about the Redskins uh or I'm sorry commanders <laughs> uh commanders game but I mean I've I mean, Antonio Gibson has been playing really good fantasy-wise, uh, you know, 18, 16, 20 points. So I, I've been putting him in my flex spot over um, Hilaire. But, yeah, I mean, he's – it's like I don't want to start him because, you know, of, of his previous seasons. But, yeah, he's – I mean, he's been – he's been putting up numbers. Yeah, I think that thing to look at there, and this is for anybody who owns Hilaire too – um, would be a trade piece. Um, if you have a solid, if you have a solid foundation at running back, and you're starting a layer in the flex spot, or you have a layer, you know, kind of like how Nate is, kind of depending on if he, you need you, if you need to put him in the flex spot. Um, but you're kind of low at wide receivers or flexes, or you think you can get better for a wide receiver. Why not use him as a trade piece and be like, hey, he's a top five running back at the moment. Yes, mm-hmm. does he have downside to him? Yes, does he have upside to him? He's absolutely both sides to him. Might as well use it for a trade piece to try and, you know, get a better quarterback or get a better tight end or get one of those elite tight ends or get one of those um, receivers. It's just an option. Um, I would say that he's by one of the highest people that that could be traded for right now. Um, But, yeah, that's how I would recoup that. I just thought that was pretty interesting. But going into uh, the Sunday slate here, let's we kind of talked about it a little bit already, but. We'll break it down here is the, the uh, Jets Browns game uh, Jets 31 Browns 30. Um, I had saw a tweet earlier and Nate had responded to this. It was <laughs> the top three passing quarterbacks in the league right now. Um, Joe Flacco is third on the list in passing yards right now. And he's throwing the ball. He threw for 60 times week one and 44 times this week. 
He's got three oh seven and four <laughs> touchdowns. <laughs> We're seeing prime Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco is absolutely slinging the goddamn ball right now. I mean, it is insane. And I, this was definitely a breakout game for for Garrett Wilson, and he looked phenomenal. Um, obviously, he's one of the top waiver claims this week if he's are not already rostered in the leagues. But eight catches for one hundred two and two touchdowns. I think between well, him, bomb. between him and Corey Davis, they have a really good speed combo on the outside there. And if, if uh, I'm blanking on the OC, but if, if they can figure out how to use both of those weapons, when Garrett, Oh, I'm sorry. When uh, Zach Wilson comes back, it's going to be crazy how they have so many good weapons and such a young core. And this is a huge win for them. I, I don't think they're going to be great uh, by any means. They were kind of lower. I had their under on their season total, but it's just, I, mean, I think yeah, for it's, now it's, it's a more great. Uplifting. Yes, yes, I would agree. But um, yeah, to me it was a surprising win for the Jets. I thought Flacco's been balling out. Um, I wouldn't say pick Flacco up in fantasy for any purposes, even though he's leading <laughs> the league. <laughs> even though not leading the league, but even though he's third in the league and in, in passing, um, it definitely is stay away. But certainly not a bad like quarterback bench just just for you know an emergency you know wouldn't be a bad idea here i'll give you some options to uh i'll give you some options have him ride ride the bench you know for the time being so yeah i'll give you some options real quick i want you to tell me who would you rather have um as far as fantasy quarterback so say you had dak prescott or say you had trey lance um we'll get in the trey lance situation when we get to that game but um, say you had those guys go down with Dak's not season ending, but for fantasy purposes, it's pretty big. Trey Lance season ending. Uh, you need to stream a quarterback. Would you rather pick up Joe Flacco or Danny Dimes? I, yeah, I can't trust Dan, uh, Danny Dimes who doesn't throw dimes. <laughs> so you're going Flacco. Yeah, I would go Flacco for the time being, yeah. Okay. Would you rather Joe Flacco or Trevor Lawrence? Who is the first option? Joe Flacco or Trevor Joe Lawrence. Joe Flacco or Trevor Lawrence. Hmm. My mom says Jimmy G. <laughs> um, for the long run, I would choose Trevor Lawrence because you could – use those rushing yards to your advantage too. I mean, he's not, I mean, he's not getting 80 rushing yards, but he, I mean, he's getting a good chunk of that towards fantasy, but um, short-term wise, I I mean, it's kind of hard to say no to Joe Flacco right now. All right. Well, well, let's, let's do this. We'll go off of what, what your mom said, Joe Flacco or Jimmy G for next week. If you had to stream a quarterback, Jimmy G. <laughs> I I honestly I think it would be based off of matchups. Um, yeah, yeah, but I, some I, of these I, guys, I, it, plan. yeah, exactly. And that's just something to look at too. If you need to stream a quarterback, if you have Trey Lance or if you need a backup quarterback, those are some of the options that probably would be available. Would be Joe Flacco, Daniel Jones, um, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence. Those guys are the type of Jimmy G. Uh, probably on the waiver wires that you could snag. Um, so I just thought that was a good, 
a nice little comparison. Yeah, there. Jimmy G will definitely be on the waiver for most leagues. Um, yeah, I can't really see anybody picking a uh, a uh, backup backup quarter uh, backup quarterback. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, this this uh, would be huge for someone that doesn't um, have a good quarterback, aka Zach Johnson, our other hometown friend, who's quarterback situation is a uh, very very rough look at the moment so picking up jimmy g would be very very beneficial in his case absolutely let's uh let's go through some of these games a little bit quicker here some of the noteworthy ones let's do uh uh commanders and lions the lions the lions might be a wagon dude they're scoring more than 30 points a game. They are. If, are they? they are. They are. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if. It, I mean, they're one and one. I don't I don't want to overreact or anything, but I think I'm allowed to overreact. It's week two and they are going into week three. Their offense has scored the most points um, with, within the first two weeks. Shortly behind would be the Bills in second, but. I think oh, yeah. it was a it was a great first half. Aiden Hutchinson, three sacks in the first half. He he is the deal. He is the deal. And He's now going to be very dangerous. Amon Ross St. Brown is a dog. I have him in one of my leagues right now, and I uh, if he if he, if he was in front of me right now, I'd be kissing his feet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I think the I think the noteworthy thing is that Carson Wentz is still going to do Carson Wentz things. Um, and that is that, that comes with the territory. He, I mean, he's he's performed great. He's top three um, in fantasy or, or not fantasy yards. Sorry, in uh, passing yards this season as well. So I, I forget who's in first place. Oh, Tua. So Tua. your top your top three in passing yards right now are Tua, Carson Wentz, and Joe Flacco. None of which makes any sense. Um, no. And I don't think anybody saw that coming either. But it's definitely something to be talked about that they're having great seasons to start off so far. Um, and I don't think Carson Wentz has played bad until he plays bad. And it's like, yeah. if you're a Commanders fan, you have to ride out Carson Wentz as far as it's going to get. Because, yes, does he have that spark where in the second half he looked like a totally different quarterback? Absolutely. It, it, for him, it's like a night and day difference. It's like, oh, here's Carson again, you know, taking a sack when he should be throwing a check down or something like that, or here's Carson doing something stupid again, like letting a safety go, like just stuff like that. Or then, oh, hey, Carson Wentz can throw the deep ball still, and he's really good. Like, it's just – it's a night and day difference, and I think it is really aggravating to cheer for Carson. But nonetheless, I I don't know. I see a lot of people strained him this week as a fantasy quarterback too. That was another, I guess, note that I had as well. But um, Lions ended up winning 36-27. Um, in that game, do you have any uh, any anything to say on that game besides kissing Amon Ross feet? <laughs> well, I, I will I will do that if I if I ever see him in real life. <laughs> oh, I have another note. I have another note. What's is that? is Jahan Dotson worth a flex start? What do you think? I could see this upcoming week, but I st- like if I had him on my team and I put him in the start in the starting starting nine starting roster or whatever, 
I, I, I would feel, I would feel uneasy doing it. Like it, like something would feel off if I had it starting. Cause like right. you could have, I mean, I mean, this goes for literally any player, but I mean, he could have another, another game like he did, or he's going to have two receptions for 13 yards, mm-hmm. something like that. And that's something you got to watch out for. Um, I would definitely look at the matchups, definitely would look at the DBs, um, how they are. So. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's that's exactly how you should approach it. I think if you if he's available and you need a wide receiver or a flex option, stash him on your bench. I think he's a great stash option, and he's going to be when the when the bye weeks start in a couple weeks here. He's going to be a great flex wide receiver two, wide receiver three fill in for when you have those guys on buys. So exactly. exactly because he's he's getting the targets. He's got uh, three touchdowns in two games. Um, and another guy that's, I just saw this stat as well, um, on Twitter Hang on, I got to find it real quick. So two, two guys that had average, um, on, actually, I'm sorry, two guys that had undrafted average draft picks in fantasy this year, Jahan Dotson and Curtis Samuel, both on the commanders. And this is courtesy of Carson. One's been playing too good, really good for two weeks, but, um, Jahan Dotson and Curtis Samuel are top 15 wide receivers in fantasy right now. And both of them were picked like averaged or supposed to go undrafted in, in fantasy draft. So it's crazy to see how good if one quarterback plays well and an offensive line can block for him and Carson Wentz can throw the ball down the field. The commanders have Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, and Terry McLaurin's not even a top 15 receiver right now. I don't think he's even top 30 right now. So it's just crazy that those two guys haven't, Breakout seasons. If you can get Curtis Samuel, grab Curtis Samuel. If you can grab Jahan Dotson, grab Jahan Dotson. I mean, there's guys like that. Some of these rookie receivers, Garrett Wilson, uh, Drake London. It's worth the grab and stash if you haven't already. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Curtis Samuel has had fit for fantasy-wise. I mean, back-to-back weeks with 20-plus points. So, um, I mean, I, I don't. I don't in the future. I don't see the consistency of him continuing getting you know like sixteen plus points every game. I I, I don't see that. Um, but he is definitely a good pickup. Um, could be just at the rate that he's at, he could be uh, you know depending on what kind of leagues you guys have. Um, viable. He's a viable flex option wide receiver three. Um, but yeah, he, he's definitely someone that you, that you should pick up just so you have to fill in those gaps and, you know, just in case for those emergencies, mm-hmm. but yeah, he's, yeah, he's been playing great. And as well, I, I should have mentioned this um, earlier, but with, um, Joe Flacco and Carson Wentz for, you know, actual games and fantasy games. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna. I mean, I wouldn't get your hopes up so much. I like they're, they're still, you know, Joe Flacco and Carson Wentz. They're, don't be surprised if they're gonna, if, you know, they have a game where they throw 120 yards, no touchdowns, and two or three interceptions. Like, I would not get your hopes up for it. Um, so that's, that's something to look out for too. But, yeah. Um, let's move on from the commander's talk because I'm tired of talking about them. Um, quick notes in games that just weren't really 
they didn't have a lot of fantasy purposes, but I mean, you could be fans of them. Uh, Patriots beat the Steelers 17 to 14. Um, Aguilar had 110 yards and a touchdown. That's going to happen from time to time. Um, I, I don't think it's worth going and rushing to pick up Nelson Aguilar off your bench. Uh, Mac Jones is occasionally going to throw the, you know, the deep ball or a nice post route or something like that. But uh, to me, Aguilar is not worth anything to mention there. And Najee didn't really do great against a solid Patriots defense, I would say. Um, and then as well as the Giants won 19 to 16 against the Panthers. Giants are two and zero. Woohoo! I just think McCaffrey needs to be used a little bit more in the passing game there. Um, but nonetheless, he's still obviously Christian McCaffrey. Um, and Saquon has looked great when he's healthy. Fingers crossed that he stays healthy for everyone else. Um, quick note in the Bucks Saints game was very boring. Uh, bad game for Jamison Brady. And then obviously the Mike Evans suspension this week is going to be huge. I know he's appealing it. I know he's probably not going to win the appeal. Um, yeah. So expect him to be he's sus- not going to win that. <laughs> yeah. Expect him to be suspended for one week. Uh, so if you have guys that we just talked about, those rookie receivers, go pick them up and start them this week. Um, not the same talent level, but definitely could be some production instead of, you know, head a fat goose egg in the starting lineup. Um, okay. I have a couple notes on this next game uh, before we dive into, you know, never mind. Uh, Jags Colts. The Colts are dead. Okay. Bad. Um, for that's Bad. the first note. Absolutely horrible. Um, the, pre- the, the press conference after the game with Frank Reich, the head coach, horrible. Uh, you're giving the ball to Jonathan Taylor nine times per game when he's your offense and you have no Michael Pittman. So I was expecting him to run the ball more against Jags. D that is not great. And they Stop get shut out. Had what? Seven touches. Nine. Yeah. Nine carries that game for nine carries. It's just, it was, what are you doing? it was abysmal. Abysmal. Was it? Um, Trevor Lawrence looked good. Um, that was a good note for him. 25 for 30, 235 and two tuds. Uh, James Robinson, still RB1. He's back. Jacksonville. He's back. 23 carries, Never left. 64 yards in a tud. Uh, he's looked great this season. Uh, good for him coming back off of a Achilles or ACL. can't remember. Uh, Achilles. Achilles. Thank you. Um, so he's looked great. And then, yeah, I, I just I have nothing to say about the Colts, but please use Jonathan Taylor. Please do it. Like, y- you have him, use him. Um, and Matt Ryan. If you have Matt Ryan as your quarterback, um, look for something else. Uh, also, I made my first trade today um, in fantasy in one of my leagues. Um, I did a one-for-one swap, both running backs, running back for running back. Um, it was this player's second running back, and... I had seen that Miles Sanders had a good game last night. Um, he had a good first week as well. And I decided to, to shoot the bait and trade Travis Etienne, who was supposed to have a lot of high upside, and traded Travis Etienne for Miles Sanders today. Um, I currently have Delvin Cook, and I was looking for you know a higher RB2 back. Um, this player had Najee, Miles Sanders, and Damian Harris. Um, so he decided to go ahead and trade that. Um, and that went through today. So it was my first trade today. Um, sad to kind of see ETN go. I had a lot of upside for him, but if James Robinson is there, 
um, and, and taking the heavy the workload. I know that the quote that came out before the game was split carries, and it was absolutely not even close. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I just thought that I would uh, mention that trade. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't mind it. Um, you know, I personally don't like Miles Sanders, but he's been playing pretty good. Um, just got to watch out for those fumbles because he is a fumbler. But, um, yeah, I, I, I've always really liked James Robinson. Um, you know, it's kind, of, it's kind of upsetting, you know, that, uh, um, that the, you know, last year, you know, that the, the rookie, what was his injury again? Was it an ACL? Who? James Robinson? What? No, um, the, the rookie. Uh, oh, Etienne? Yes. Yeah, yes. he t- he tore his ACL in training he camp. He tore his ACL. Um, you know, you you look at his co- college highlights. I mean, the dude's just a tank. The dude is a legit tank. It just fly flies off the field. So it's kind. Of, I mean, in a way, in that sense, it's kind of you know upsetting that you, you know you, you can't really see you know what his potential is after that injury. But you know, I, I do really like James Robinson, and he he killed it last year and he, and he killed it the year before that so i i am highly on the uh james robinson train absolutely um okay let's move on from the jags and a couple other games that didn't really have a lot of note i guess you know a ton of uh relevance so if you want to say um cowboys Bengals. cowboys ended up beating the Bengals on a game winning field goal 22 17 uh, the Bengals are still suffering from the Super Bowl hangover. Joe Burrow has no protection, and I'm worried uh, for the Bengals. If I was a Bengals fan, I'd be worried as well. Yeah, I am. I am taking a little break of taking the uh, Bengals money line. Yeah, I'm a little. I'm a little worried. Uh, Cooper Rush looked great. Um, you can't. Yeah. You can't script 15. Uh, their first drive was a 12. A 12 play. Like seventy-five yard drive, and it was to perfection. I mean, you can't script that any better uh, for him to come out and get a touchdown on the first drive. And they were at fourteen-three at the end of the first, um, so I knew the Bengals were in a little bit of trouble there. But um, nonetheless, I expect them to bounce back. Um, Micah Parsons is a fucking animal. Th- this dude may win Defensive Player of the Year and MVP. Uh, together. I mean, he is insane. Yeah, I, on uh, on DraftKings, uh, defensive player of the year, his uh, his odds, um, his odds were at sixteen hundred, and now I think uh, he's at twelve hundred right now. It, it dropped pretty pretty drastically after just one game, but I mean, the dude is just unstoppable. He doesn't. He doesn't even look like he plays his position. He's he, he's he's so like slim, mm-hmm. but the dude's a tank. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a force to be reckoned with. He reminds me a lot of TJ Watt, just a little bit skinnier, and he's so much, so much, so much, so much quicker that it's it's actually insane that like how quick he can just burst off the line and and get through some of the guys. Um, okay. Let's. Uh, so that's pretty much. That was pretty much all, all, the only relevance uh, from Cowboys Bengals um, in, in that game. There, T. Higgins did have a touchdown catch back from concussion protocol, so that was good for him to see. 
Um, if he had T Higgins as well, I forgot to mention that. Uh, Broncos Texans was an absolute slot fest. Um, 16 to nine Broncos won. Cortland Sutton had a good game. Um, so it was good to see that, but he caught 60% or more of Russell Wilson's passing yards. Uh, Russell does. There are some problems over there in Denver, and I don't know if it's with the coaching or if it's with the connection between Russell and Nathaniel Hackett or Nathaniel Hackett to me is just not a good fucking head coach. Um, but he's still, he's still fresh. Maybe he turns it around here and gets his shit together, but make some changes, please. Like as far as like decision-making, cause it's just bad. Yeah. I mean, and, and honestly, it's kind of hard to blame it on Russ knowing who Russell Wilson is and what he's done and what he can do. So, um, yeah, we are not, uh, we are not seeing the Russell Wilson that he used to. Um, I do agree that he will turn, uh, that team will turn around. They just have too many good pieces there and there to just be uh, underperforming. Um, they're by, by any means they're, they're not a playoff team, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they're, they're, yeah, I, yeah, they're, they're not a playoff team, but I certainly wouldn't, you know, count them out. Yeah, there's potential for them to be playoff so. team, like a wild card team, but that division is so yeah. strong that they need to, they need to play at their best if they're going to make the wild card, if they're going to make that, that last spot, which is um, what I think they're kind of going for. Um, but that, that stop, that starts at the, excuse me, that starts at the top with the coaching staff and all the way down through the players. Um, okay. Going through a couple of these last games here, uh, 49ers won 27-7 to against the Seahawks. Um, obviously, the big news coming out of there was Trey Lance uh, breaking his ankle, um, and he's going to be out for the season. Luckily, they have Jimmy G, who came in and looked like he belonged uh, right in the offense and came in and kind of just put it on cruise control won the game. Um it was good to see Jeff Wilson in there for solid 18 carries for 84 yards. I thought he ran the ball well. And I thought their rookie, um, I'm going to mispronounce his name, but I know his last name is Davis Price. I forget his first name. It starts with a T, but um, Davis Price ran the ball well for a rookie um, until he got hurt. Um, so he's going to be out for a couple weeks. And I saw that today they signed Marlon Mack. Uh, former Colt to the active roster. So he's going to suit as the backup behind Jeff Wilson uh, going into, I forget who they play this week. Um, regardless, that is kind of the status there. So if you have Trey Lance, uh, definitely talk stream some of those quarterbacks that we talked about earlier. Um, there's going to be some options on the waiver wire, and I would look to, to kind of dumping Trey Lance for the season as he goes on IR and um, grabbing one of those quarterbacks that we had mentioned earlier. But regardless, the Seahawks are just, uh, I think they got up for their one game of the season, and that was against Russell. Pulled out a win, and um, the the fanny the fantasy irrelevance for Tyler Lockett, uh, Rashad Penny, and DK Metcalf is is very very low. Yeah, uh, Rashad Penny. He was uh, he was my main sleeper of, of the draft, and he's just not performing. Uh, performing you know if you if you look back last year when he filled in for Chris Carson I mean like every game he had over 20 touches 80 100 100 plus yards I think there was a four game stretch where he had uh, he, he rushed for 100 yards for four games straight um, 
I would I wouldn't start him. I wouldn't put him. I wouldn't put him in your flex right now. Definitely on the bench for right now. See how that plays out. See if he can uh, turn it around. Um, Tyler Lockett had a pretty good game uh, last week, but just like Brandon said, their fantasy purpose. Their yeah, not, it's just not not it for fantasy. I I really I stayed away from Tyler Lockett and D and DK Metcalf for the sole purpose of Russ being gone and having Geno Smith as your QB. So. Yeah, absolutely. That's perfectly said right there. Um, okay, going into the last couple games on Sunday here, uh, Rams beat the Falcons 31-27, although they tried to give away the game. Um, Rams held off and won. Uh, Cooper Cup is Cooper Cup. Uh, I mean, it doesn't get any fucking better than 11 catches for 108 yards and two touchdowns. He's a wrecking force. I, it's just... It's there's no words to put how well he's been playing over the last 18 games or more. Sorry. Um, it's just, it's disgusting how, how well he's just been able to depict every single corner. Uh, there's nobody that could stop him right now. So uh, good for you. If you have him. The, the big question mark for me, I think in this game was uh, there's two of them, the Rams backfield and the unknown presence of Kyle Pitts and We'll start with the Rams backfield. What what do you think should be done if you have Daryl Henderson or if you have Cam Akers, both who got pretty much split carries um, in this game? I know Henderson was the one who scored the touchdown. Uh, Cam had 15 carries and Daryl had 10 carries. Um, and then Cam Akers also had two catches as well. Um Curious to hear like what you think as far as fantasy purposes should be done. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't bait out Cam Cam Akers. Um, but if I had to choose between the two, I'm I'm going with uh, Henderson. Um, in one of like in one of my many leagues, I have him. He's uh, I st- I started him last week, and he performed. You know so. Um, like I said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bait out Cam Akers just yet. Um, if I, if you were to choose, I would go with Henderson just because he is the one that's performing Cam, uh, Cam Akers is, as you guys know, or should know, um, is fumble prone. Um, and I, I, I just, I just think Daryl Henderson is a lot tougher at the goal line like he he's he's it takes a little bit more to to bring him down so i do think that he's going to get more touchdowns than cam acres where i think cam acres will get more rushing yards but as far as touchdowns and fan fantasy purposes i'm going to go with henderson yeah i'm with you there and, and if you just look at a career purpose as far as who runs the ball for more of an average per carry um it's daryl henderson by a good amount, and, and through this game alone, uh, Cam Akers only ran for 2.9 yards per carry on 15 carries. Uh, he was 15 for 44. Henderson was 10 for 47, 4.7 yards, and then the touchdown. Um, kind of breaking down this Rams offense a little bit more because I am a little bit worried, um, and I, I don't see them as a repeat Super Bowl uh, option. I really don't. Simply because I think their defense is missing a couple pieces, and I think 
Stafford is not playing at the level that he should be playing or that he was last year. Um, but for fantasy purposes, Allen Robinson had four for 53 at a tud this weekend. Uh, welcome to LA Allen Robinson. So good for you, him. Um, but I think, the, I think the biggest thing on this offense is making sure, first of all, having Van Jefferson be healthy as a third option on a receiver is huge. Uh, right now you're trusting Ben Skronik, who is not that guy. Um, to be getting those looks. And even though it's like three to five targets per game, uh, it's still a huge difference. It could be Van Jefferson is able to, you saw it in the Super Bowl, uh, really burn by a corner when he gets open and just absolutely torch those guys and get deep. Um, and Stafford can throw that ball deep when he wants, you know, if Cooper Cup's doubled or whatever over the middle. So it's important that they have Van Jefferson healthy. And unfortunately, he hasn't been um, healthy. So they're really relying on Tyler Higby to be an option. And I think if you don't have Higby and he's available, go grab him and stash him or go grab him and start him for your tight end slot. If you need one 20 targets over the first two weeks. Um, and he's catching majority of the balls. I mean, he, he's looked awesome. And, and I think last year they didn't use him enough because they had Gerald Everett as the second tight end and they kind of split those targets apart. But now that Tyler Higby's the sole focus as a tight end, um, I expect those targets to be anywhere from six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 uh, per game. So definitely a good valuable option there. And then kind of leading to the other team's tight end in this game is Kyle Pitts. And it just seems bad like, for Kyle Pitts fantasy owners. Yeah. If you have Kyle Pitts, um, like I do myself, it's just been one of those years where it's been one of those starts, I guess, where it's just been horrible. Uh, both weeks has been two catches for 19 yards on 10 targets. Um, he looked insane during preseason. Um, I, ca- I caught a couple games where Kyle Pitts was running seams down the middle and, and, and uh, out routes on the outside part of the field, and he was catching everything from Mariota or Desmond Ritter. And I was like, okay, this guy's a deal. And, it, yeah, I mean, two for – he had three targets against the Rams, uh, seven targets against the Saints, so 10, 10 on the year. And it's just – it's not – I don't know if there's a connection issue there with Mariota or what's going on, but you spent the first round pick on him and he's a freaking six six, two hundred and forty six pound dude who runs a four four. Throw him the damn ball. Use him. <laughs> he's use ins- him. he's insane. Like he's he's really good. Just you gotta use him. He's just not um Yeah, it's just disappointing. So that is that's that. Uh, last two games from Sunday. Um, I'm sure everyone has seen it, but the Dolphins came back and beat the Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens, forty-two to thirty-eight. Tua was insane. Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle are the fastest wide receiver duo in the league. Uh, Lamar Jackson is insane and d- deserves to be paid res- respectfully. Um, even though I'm higher on Kyler Murray than Lamar Jackson, but there is a lot of bias in that. Um, he does deserve his money, and he's making a he's making a point. Um, I think for me, the Ravens secondary is the biggest issue. They just, I mean, if you watch more of the highlights of like of, of that game, it, I mean, it, it's just, I mean, yeah, Waddle and Till are extremely fast, but I mean, there, I mean, a lot of those touchdowns, it it, it was so easy. They, they, I mean, they they just burned right past them, and they had had like twenty yards open space. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, like absolutely. As soon as they ran past, boom, that's it. And then they just gave up. Like you can't, you can't do that. 
<laughs> you just can't. Absolutely. Yeah, it was that was a crazy game. You just you had to watch it. It was just uh, that was. I'm, I'm sure most people have seen the highlights of it now, but um, the Dolphins are are, are two and zero and definitely definitely a contender. Um, I'm excited for them to play the Bills. I really want to see how Tua plays against the Bills. Um, the Bills have a they look awesome, but regardless, I think that offense is is a lot better than what people are thinking. Um, but also the the Dolphins have had a good defense for a couple of years now, and I just think it's putting the pieces together on the offensive side, and that's why they brought in McDaniel. And being able to kind of put everything together now, you're like, holy shit, the Dolphins are – they have some potential. Their whole line is their weakest spot, but it's not even close. But They still have so many first-round picks too. Yeah, just through like, trade purposes, absolutely. Like I mean, I, I was thinking about this the other day. That they're like they're like OKC for basketball. They have just unlimited amount of first round picks. You you know use that to your advantage. Mm-hmm. I mean that team can. Yeah, they're going to be. They're, a, they're they're a completely different team than what they were last year. Yeah, they're going to be an offense. Yeah, they're going to be an offense juggernaut. I think for the next couple of years here to come. And I, a lot of people slander Tua. Um, I'm actually on the Tua bandwagon. I, I think he's deserving of it. Uh, I don't like lefty quarterbacks, though. I really it don't. It just looks weird. It does, it does. <laughs> but like watching the film, I don't know if you saw it on Twitter, but somebody flipped the film around to where he was a right-handed quarterback. And when, when you were able to watch him, like flip, it's like weird to look at at the same time, but when you're watching it, you're like seeing it from him being a right-handed perspective and you're like, Oh, wow. He actually looks pretty good. So it's just, it's, I think it's to the mind. It's like almost mind boggling that it's like backwards. Cause he's left-handed. But when you see him throw those deep balls, when you see him throw those seam routes and he's damn accurate, he's very, very accurate passer. And when he passes the ball, it's like, okay, wow. He's, you know, he, he's pretty good. So uh, props to him for having a great game. Uh, he said, I know he set or tied or broke a couple records that were set by Dan Marino. Um, yeah. So props to him for having a, a great game, um, and then we'll move on to the final game on Sunday night, which was I think a lot of people just said it was kind of a letdown. Um, I know the weather wasn't great again for the Bears, but Packers won twenty-seven to ten. Uh, both teams are now one and one. Um, my, my comments would be that the the Bears are the Bears, and um, Aaron Jones had a great game. Um, so it was good for fantasy owners to see that he had, he had a really good game actually. And then I, there's still weakness in green Bay's receiving core. And I think that's going to hold them back from making it farther in the playoffs. I would say. Um, yeah. And I, for the, for the Packers, I, I just don't really understand losing Devonte Adams or not picking up someone that's elite in, in the wide receiver room because mm-hmm. why, why, why you, you begged Aaron Rodgers to stay and come back. Yep. He's got no help. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, me personally. I mean, I don't give a shit, <laughs> but <Boy. laughs> yeah, for no, obvious you... reasons, but I mean, you, you got him back. You're not going to give every. You're not. You're not going to give him anything. What happens next year? Right. 
Do you? But I think I think a part of that too is because Devonte Adams wanted out. I think he wanted to go. He wants to get a ring, and I think he also wanted to go play with Derek Carr just because that relationship is so close. Um, yeah. So I think there there was an opportunity him for for him to leave. He decided to leave, and now he's out in Las Vegas. Um, you know, with one of his best friends from college or his college teammates. So it's completely, it's, I mean, I, I obviously understand it as, and as he should, he's earned that right to, you know, like, Hey, now's the time I want to, I want to leave, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's earned that right. But, um, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll I mean, also you don't need for, for Aaron Rod for Aaron Rodgers and the quarterback that he is, you don't, you don't need. Right. I mean, you cert- I mean, obviously, by all means, yeah. Give me another Devontae Adams, but like, you absolutely don't need the team. The team's not going to fall if you don't have a star, a star receiver. You right. <laughs> you have your, you have Aaron Rodgers. And you, you, you need me to throw the ball right there? Okay, no problem. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was pretty much, I guess that David Montgomery looked good. Um, but the Bears got to figure out. It did look like they were back in the Nagy offense again. I mean, come on. Can't be having Justin Fields throw the ball 11 times. I 70 mean, yards. I 70 mean, yards for 11 attempts. I mean, what are we doing? Throwing the f- – Throw the ball. Yeah. Throw the ball. That's – you, you know, I, 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 saw, I saw a TikTok video the other day. About about this, and it, it was a clip of Matt Ryan actually on the Colts of when he made a, a good pass, but it was just the new different eras of quarterback nowadays. Like you're, like we're seeing a lot more quarterbacks that are scramblers and can run the ball, mm-hmm. right? Back backtrack, you know, ten years ago, there was only one. Court, there was only one quarterback that that was doing that, and that was Michael Vick. Actually, you know, like fifteen years ago. Um, but it's just, and, and the and the video was was just a breakdown of Matt of Matt Ryan getting pressured in the pocket, but he still stayed in the pocket and, and just launched a beautiful. Uh, it was a touchdown pass. He got pre- he got pressured. He didn't scramble out. He stayed in the pocket. Obviously, he moved around a little bit, but he stayed in the pocket and he threw the ball. And that and that's that's what a quarterback should do. You know, I I, I do I do like the quarterbacks that can you know scramble and run like Kyler, Jalen Hurts, Lamar. You know, I you love to see that, and it's it's such a huge advantage. But I mean, it's 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 also another perspective that you have to look at. Like, hmm, what would have happened if he, if he took two steps to the left, stayed in the pocket and, and threw a bullet. Yeah. You, you, you know, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's a fair I point. That video was, was pretty interesting. And, it, and I mean, it, it definitely made me like think about it a little bit. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the bears are a perfect example because they can't do anything right. <laughs> Justin Fields gets pressured. What does he does? He just, he, he he runs away right away. I mean, I don't I don't blame him. I mean, I I wouldn't want four four hundred pound beasts trying to tackle me. I mean, I you can't dock him there. But it's like as soon as he gets a little bit pressure, he he runs, 
and you just 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 have him work, stay in, stay in the pocket a little bit, throw the ball. Or me and my dad have been saying this for the longest time. I wish the TV could hear us, but roll him out, roll him. Yeah, I think him... give him that extra time to to set himself and throw the ball. Right, and, and and it's funny because when they actually do that, good things happen. Yeah, I think I think the best thing for Justin Fields to do it would just be like rolling out of the pocket and running bootlegs, because then that gives him a lot of option to where and you see you kind of see Jalen Hurts starting to do that in Sirianni's offense, and you see, um, you see Jalen Hurts or I'm no, sorry, Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen, um, doing that as well, where they're, they're getting out of the pocket, they're running bootlegs, and they're using their tight ends. Someone who I thought was going to have high praise this season and was coming in was Cole Komet, and he has zero catches this season, zero I, catches at all. Cole and it's Komet, like Darnell Mooney, two receptions, four yards. Like you, you, those two posted the, like this big hype video telling, "Oh, they're not ready for us. They're not ready for us." Well, geez, I could do, I I I could do better in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh... Just underwhelming. It was an underwhelming week after a high, a high quality win last week for sure for them. Um, but moving on to the games last night, real quick, um, both were blowouts um, to say the least. Uh, the Bills are a fucking wagon. Uh, deserve to be Super Bowl favorites. Deserve to have the MVP on their team. Um, Josh Allen four touchdowns. Stephon Diggs three touchdowns. Um, I, I mean, there was nothing. It was a beautiful game by the Bills. It was just a blowout. The Titans suck. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Malik Willis plays the second half of the season for Tannehill. Um, yeah, they might do a little bit of what the uh, what the Bears did last year, uh, or um, when when they drafted uh, Justin Fields, they had um, you know Nick Fol- Nick Foles in, and then you know they kind of progressed uh, Justin Fields into getting you know, more, more starting roles. So I do see a little bit of that with Tannehill and uh, Willis um, for fantasy. What are your thoughts on uh, Robert, Robert Woods? Yeah. If you have Robert Woods, I, I would assume by now that you haven't played him. Um, I no, would hope no. that you haven't played him and <laughs> I have him as a stash in one of my leagues. I thought that he would Thanks, maybe, reg- maybe progress and go forward and be that flex option that, that Ryan Tannehill needed. And I knew he kind of pushed um, his recovery process from his ACL last year. Um, He pushed it so he could start this season. I don't know if that's affecting him by any means. He's been out there both weeks. He's played, he's played a fair percentage of the snaps, but at the same time, it's like, when are you going to take that next step and realize, Hey, I'm the number one wide receiver on the Titans. I need to be doing X, Y, and Z. I mean, Traylon Burks looked okay last night for what he did, but Robert Woods is just, if right now, if you have him, I, I don't think anybody will want to touch him. Um, I wouldn't drop him though either. His his value is too much. Um, so I, if you have him, unfortunately, I would just say stash him for now. Maybe wait another week or two before you finally decide. Hey, this is what I want to do with him. Um, but no, that that's a fair point. It's kind of same with Traylon Burks too. Um, I wouldn't start him either. It's more just kind of like an unfortunate stash that you need to have. I think is the best way to say it. Yeah. And another upsetting fit for fantasy, including myself and two of my leagues, Derrick Henry. Um, yeah, not a lot going on there. Not one bit. Yeah, that's that's another first-round pick that you would think would bounce back from injury and 
I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, we had, we had somebody in my, one of my leagues had kind of talked about it today. He's like, you know, um, I do another podcast with him as well, but he said, Hey, should, do you think I should trade Derrick Henry? And I was like, I really don't know. You know, is it an overreaction because it's the second week he hasn't done anything? Maybe. Is he going to do something? Maybe. I mean, there's so many question marks around that Titans team and around the offense and around the weapons that they have that it's like, for fantasy purposes, it's like, what the hell are you supposed to do? I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe get rid of him. Maybe get go and get, um, maybe go and get, say, hey, I'll trade you Derrick Henry, but I need a haul back from him. I need two running backs and I need a receiver. I need two receivers and a running back, whatever you need for your team purposes. While his value is still high through two weeks, Maybe he turns it around and fucks you in the ass and screws you over, but at the same time, it could be, it could be worth a while and be like, hey, I'm gonna go out and get Clyde Edwards, who's a top five running back right now, and maybe Joe Mixon or, you know, somebody who's maybe on that running back two tier, running back one tier close by. Um, James Conner scores a lot of touchdowns. That could be him. Javante Williams, something like that. Somebody who's Aaron Jones. Um, those those around two fringe guys that you were picking. And and maybe partner with something else like a receiver, you know, something like that. But. Yeah, and I mean, Derrick Henry is also. I mean, who knows? <laughs> like, th- like this week he could have twenty touches, two hundred yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, you know, like how many how many times did he do that last year and the year before that? Yeah, absolutely. And it honestly feels like any time he does that, I play against him in fantasy points, and that's just a nice forty five bomb. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that's a great, that was a great question to ask. I think it's just it's very unfortunate um, for for anybody who has uh, weapons for fantasy on the Titans offense for sure. Um, and then going into the last game of the week was Eagles Vikings twenty four seven primetime. Kirk Cousins showed up. Um, yep. And this game had me. I had to watch all the way to the end of the game. Um, I had the I had, my fantasy week came down to uh, trash time in the Vikings Eagles game. Um, I was shaking in my boots. Um, I had the potential to go zero and two, one and one, or two and zero, and I somehow squeaked out both of them and went two and zero. Um, it, it was actually kind of insane, but um, nonetheless, um, we I already touched on Miles Sanders that I traded for today. It was nice to see Devonta Smith get involved. Uh, Dallas Goddard looks good. AJ Brown looks good. Um, fingers crossed that he stays healthy. Jalen Hurts um, is going to do Jalen Hurts things. He's a playmaker. Um, so the, the Eagles have a great defense as well. They're a great, well-rounded team. Everybody thought high on them, um, and I expect them to win that division now. But they they looked great. Yeah, they're they are a uh, pretty serious team that I would definitely look keep keep, keep an eye out for. I mean, I mean that. That team has so many weapons too. I mean, Darius Slay, AJ Brown, Devonta Smith. Um, not a bad running back core. I mean, they, I mean, if they if they could potentially grab someone or draft, you know, a really good running back, that's a lot better than Scott and Sanders. I mean, that that team right there. You 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 get a you get a. One one running back that you can that you can count on, twenty touches, eighty yards. Oh my god, so that's a that's a different playoff team right there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that wraps up the 
uh, week two um, games as far as everything. So let's – I know we had talked about – we kind of talked about guys that were good and guys that were bad for fantasy this week. Um, some waiver claims, we had kind of mentioned that as well. And like I said, we might do another episode later this week, either Thursday or Friday, um, depending on if Derek's available um, to kind of talk about maybe some claims, starter sit options. So if you have those options, uh, comment on the Twitter and let me know or DM me, DM Nate, um, those questions so we can answer those questions for you and give you our insight on them. Um, but let's get into the week three pick them. Pick them. Um, and then we will talk about the matchup on Thursday on Amazon Prime. And then uh, we'll call it there. Uh-huh. But uh, we'll start We'll start with the Sunday games because we're going to finish up with the uh, Thursday games like we did last week. Um, so actually the first game that I have on my list is your Bears at home against the Houston Texans. I will go over the lines as well for betting purposes like I did last week. Uh, the Bears are actually favored by three in this game at home. Over-under is 40-and-a-half. Um, your pick for this game, I would assume, would be the Bears. The Bears. The Bears. I will Bears r- arm, right? write that down. Uh, you have any idea who I'm going to go with in this week? You're, you're, you're going with uh... – I feel like you're going to hop on the David Mills train. I am going to hop on the David Mills train. He <laughs> screwed me last week. Um, although they did they did cover the 10, uh, so I was right about that. Um, I'm not – forget the betting purposes. I just I, – I think the Texans get their first win here. Um, it's actually not going to be a slot fest this week. In Chicago, it's supposed to be nice, sixty-three with you know cloudy, so Soldier Field weather um, at its finest. But um, hopefully, it's a good game. I, I really hope it's a good game. I think Mills has the potential to do good, um, but I also think the Bears have a potential to kind of squeak out a, a needed win here. Um, I could see Montgomery having a great game, so I'm going to go um, Texans. But I think the Bears could win by three, uh, but Texans will be my pick. Uh, the second game, the battle of two 0-2 teams going for their first win, the Raiders at the Titans. The line is Raiders minus two over under 45 and a half, um, which seems a little bit low to me, but um, your pick here, Nate. I am going with the Raiders. Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually going to join you um, on that one. I definitely think they're the better team. A lot less question marks. Um, kind of an upsetting loss from last weekend against the Cardinals. Um, and over time, I think they're deserved to bounce back here. Um, Titans don't have a great secondary. So again, I would assume that uh, Adams, Waller, Renfro, Mac Hollins, who looked great against the Cardinals in the first half. Um, Josh Jacobs, those weapons to, to feast on the Titans defense like the Bills did. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it should be. It, I mean, it should be a uh... Honest, I mean, honestly, it should be a blowout to be honest with you. Yeah, but you know, you never know. So <laughs> <laughs> I would agree with that. Um, next game at noon is the two and O Chiefs at the Colts. Uh, the line is six and a minus six and a half in favor of the Chiefs, and over under forty nine and a half. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm I'm all in on the Chiefs here. Um, yeah, this one's kind of a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah, this one seems like a no-brainer to me. But, you know, the 
kind of going along with the theme of the season would be like underdogs and come back behind victories. And, you know, you kind of have that hit in the bottom of your stomach that's saying, well, shit, you know, maybe the yeah, Colts get one here. Maybe the Colts get one here and they catch the cheese sleeping. But Patrick Holmes played at an MVP level. Um, and that defense actually looked pretty solid, I could say. So myself, um, they definitely overperformed, I think, from what people thought. Um, so we're both on the Chiefs there. Uh, next game, which is going to be the game that I'm going to watch um, probably all Sunday morning, is Bills at Dolphins. Probably the matchup of the week for me. Um, probably the second best match. Uh, I'm going to go best matchup of the week. Both 2-0 and teams. Um, Dolphins are the home team. Bills are minus 5.5, over under 53.5. Um what are your thoughts here? Um, well, for one, I'm going. I'm going Bills. Okay. Um, I, I, I mean, obviously, I, Tua, Tua is not going to get six, uh, six touchdowns again. Um, <laughs> and they're they're facing a, a lot, uh, a Super Bowl team. So I do think that the Dolphins are going to struggle just a little bit, just with um, the amount of pressure that the Bills are going to give them. So um, in that case, uh, like I said, I'm going to go with the Bills on that. Still think it's going to be a pretty decent game, but I do I, I feel like the Bills are going to win by at least uh, at least ten points. Wow. Okay. Pretty bold prediction for me there. I might, I might quote you on that. I might quote you on that one. I might seem like a lot, but you know what? You never, here's the problem with the Dolphins. I'm going to go Bills with you as well. And, and the problem for me with the Dolphins is the run game. Um, it has not been effective, and a lot of it to me has been on Tua. Um, I know he threw the ball a lot last week. I know they were coming from behind and winning. But even when they played the Patriots in week one and they were ahead – you signed Chase Edmonds to a deal. He hasn't been running the ball well. You have Raheem Mostert in the backfield. He's actually your leading rusher with 67 yards. It, it's just there has not been a, a, a substantial run offense. And there's just, mm, there's just no consistency. You, you, you don't know what you're going to get from them. Yeah. You, you really don't. I, I would assume a lot of the game plan is going to be using Waddle and using uh, Tyree Kill on those rookie cornerbacks during this game because uh, Tredavious White is, from my knowledge. But, uh, yeah, I, I just I, – I think I think the Bills win by a touchdown here. I really do. I just yeah. – uh, they're just a well-rounded team. I feel like they're, uh, the Dolphins are going to cook up some plays, kind of like how uh, the Chiefs had um, with Ty- Tyreek coming across and running running the other way with it, I feel like uh, Hill's going to be handed handed the ball off at least twice. Mm-hmm. Um, so Awesome. Um, next game, NFC North Divisional rival game, Lions at the Vikings. Uh, the line is Vikings minus six, over under 53 and a half. Um, if I was betting this game, which I might, I would probably hammer the Lions – I'd probably buy up a point and do plus seven. Um, and God, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to go Vikings here only because they're at home. I think they play better in Minnesota than they do on the road. It's not a primetime game. Kirk Cousins sucks in primetime. Um, so I, I'm going to go Vikings here, but oh God, there's a chance the Lions could win that game. Oh yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm going, um, 
I'm I'm writing this on my uh, dry race board right now, and I I have the Vikings as well. I do think that they're gonna come back um, after that embarrassing night. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm going Vikings money um, to win, but I I feel it's it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good game. I I, I think um, don't sleep on the lines. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. Um, next game at 12 o'clock, big 12 o'clock slate this week here. We got Ravens at Patriots. Uh, the line is Ravens minus three over under 43 and a half. Um, this game is, is tricky for me. I think, I think the line is right. I think the total is right. Both teams are one and one it's at the Patriots. Uh, I'm not, I'm kind of drawn between two teams. I think I know which way I'm leaning. Uh, I mean, honestly, I'm kind of. I see you where you're coming from. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards the Ravens. Yeah, that's the way I would lean. Um, but just my gut feeling is just telling me take the Patriots because of how bad the Ravens secondary is, and I just, I don't know. Yeah, it's just I just haven't seen a whole lot, a lot from from the Patriots. Nothing, nothing too explosive. Uh, not a whole lot of consistency. So I'm gonna I'm I'm leaning a little bit towards the the Ravens. They they uh even even though that they they lost last week, but they I mean they still almost put up forty a forty bomb. So um yeah I'm I'm I'm, le- I'm leaning towards the Ravens. Are you picking them? Yep, already already wrote it down. All right, I'm gonna go against you. I just I got a gut feeling. I'm gonna go right. I'm gonna go. Uh, sorry, Patriots. Uh, Patriots for me. Um, in this matchup, I just I have a gut feeling um, with the Patriots at home that they just they win that game. Um, okay, next matchup: uh, Bengals at Jets. Bengals minus four and a half over under forty five. Bengals zero and two at the one and one. Flacco Jets. Um, this this has to be a get right game for the Bengals. It has yeah. to be. <laughs> It has to be. If you're not if you're not winning this game against the Jets and you're not getting that momentum going, um, you can you can kiss the season goodbye. Yeah, if you if you can't beat the Jets, and not to discredit the Jets, but I mean, to a comparison to the Bengals, I mean, come on. I mean, I I know earlier in the in the podcast I said I'm uh, I'm gonna take a break from the uh, Bengals money money line, but that was for betting. I ain't betting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am not betting. So. I'm going with the Bengals with you. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on the Bengals as well. I think this is a get-right spot for them. I think Burrow has a good game. Um, uh, the matchup that's most interesting for me this weekend is going to be Jamar Chase on Sauce Gardner. Um, Sauce Gardner still hasn't allowed a passing touchdown since high school, um, <laughs> as far as a corner. So I'm intrigued to see if Chase kind of changes that this weekend. I think Joe is going to keep targeting him a lot. Um, I actually expect. Uh, Joe Mixon to have a big game this week because the Jets maybe run we'll defense is insane. Maybe we'll see a touchdown, but they've been feeding him the rock. I just I hope he gets in. But um, yeah, we're both on the Bengals. And then the next game uh, is an NFC East matchup. It's the Eagles at the Commanders. Eagles minus six and a half um, over under forty seven and a half. Um, Gonna go with the team who has a well-rounded team here, uh, the two and O team, the Eagles. Yep, 
I'm going with the Eagles as well. Yeah, this is to, to me. This is a team that has a defense and a team that just doesn't have a defense. Um, the Commanders' secondary is is brutal, so I I would hope that Jalen Hurts uh, throws the ball a bit more this week. Um, so maybe They're just too unpredictable right now. I'm like like kind of like how we mentioned earlier. I'm just not putting my faith in Car- Carson once. Yeah. Fully, so and just uh, like I said uh, about a minute ago, that just the Eagles are just more of a well-rounded team. So. Um, mm-hmm. Philadelphia, let's yep. get it. And then the last game on the 12th slate is Saints at Panthers. Um, this is a tricky one for me. Saints, Saints are minus three over under is 40 and a half. Um, I, I think I'm going to go with the Panthers at home here as a dog. I just wrote Panthers down as well. <laughs> I, I, I have just a, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just, uh, Feeling like the Panthers, some Baker Mayfield and Robbie Anderson connection, please. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just I don't know why, but I I just have a gut feeling that the Panthers are uh, going to come out on top. Um, who uh, I I don't know what's up with uh, Kamara, so I can't really say too much on, on his on his part. But James uh, Winston, he's still battling with that injury. He could throw the ball, but. It's uh, I I just don't really see a, a huge game coming out on top of him. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. But yeah, if anything, Panthers. I um, yeah, it's gonna be. I feel like it's gonna be a Christian McCaffrey takeover game. Mm-hmm. I'm so. with you on that one. And then to start the three o'clock slates, we have Jaguars at the Chargers. Um. This one seems obvious, and the Chargers. Um, yeah, if Herbert plays, I would. If Herbert, sorry, if Herbert doesn't play for whatever reason, I would lean Jaguars a hundred percent. Just because of how well that offense seems to be going with Robinson, Christian Kirk, Trevor Lawrence. Um, but I think Herbert's on track to play. I, I assume he's going to play, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go Chargers. Gotcha. You on them as well? Yeah. Yeah, that's. I think that's the biggest line of the week. It's seven right now. It might go up more, um, but but I'm on I'm on Chargers there. That one just seems like an obvious choice. Like again, we said a uh, well-rounded team um, coming off from a bounce back loss against the Chiefs last week. Um, next game, this one's a little bit of a stinker. Um, Falcons at Seahawks. <sighs> Two teams that are just not great. Um, Seahawks are the home team. They looked good last week. They got the twelfth man. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Falcons, though. I think they get their first win this week. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna side against you. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Seahawks. Right. Seahawks at home bring back that same energy that uh they had against Russ, I, I feel like they uh, could do some work. Yeah, that's a fair point. I like that. I, they looked great during week one. Or not great, but uh, pretty well during week one against Russ. And if they can bring back that, that defense and Pete Carroll plays well at home, I, I think they can pull that game out. But um, the line's two in favor of Seattle right now, over under 42. But I think the Falcons get their first one there. I like their secondary more than I like Seattle's defense in general. 
Um, although Jordan Brooks and oh, I'm blanking on his name. But their other linebacker, um, who's been starting this year, has looked really, really well. Um, so I like the I like the Seahawks linebackers, but give me the Falcons. Um, and then going into, I think what's going to be America's game of the week here on Sunday is Packers at Bucks. Um, Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. Um, this is going to depend on injuries for me. Um, actually, it's not going to go with the Bucks. I decided already. Better defense. Their defense has looked incredible. Uh, the Bucks defense that is, and I could I would actually lean the under here. Uh, Tampa Bay is minus one and a half, so it's close to a pick them. Uh, over under is forty two, but I, I really like the under in that game. But I think this game could either be an under or a shootout. Honestly. Yeah, I, I, I can't I can't take the uh, Packers uh, money line. I, I I'm going with the Bucks, even, even though Mike Evans will be out. Um, they, the Bucks still have viable options. Um, and like 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 uh, like I said, their defense has been uh, superior through week two. So and plus, you know, I I'm, I, I I can't take the Packers well, <laughs> against my religion. So I'm going with the Bucks. <laughs> Awesome. I actually almost forgot about this last game because it's on the top of my screen because it's my team. Um, but Rams at Cardinals. Yeah, Rams at Cardinals is the last 3 o'clock game this week. Um, the line is minus 3.5 for the Rams, over under 49. Um, make your pick, and then I'll talk about the Cardinals. Rams, baby, let's go. I uh, You got reasoning behind it, or you just – Going against my team. Well, I mean, I I'm go one. I'm going against your team, yes, but um, yeah, no, I I just think uh, the Rams are are a better team right now. Um, you know, Cardinals don't have D Hop. They've been having some struggle. I mean, they had a crazy crazy win last week, but I mean, you take that away, take away those fumbles from Renfro. I mean, the Raiders, Raiders, Raiders kind of dominated that that first half, so. Um, and you know the Rams are playing how the Rams are playing, so I'm um, I'm gonna go with the Rams. Yeah, I'm in a I'm in a bit of a pickle here. I don't I don't know if I want to pick it because I think the Rams are gonna win, or if I want to pick it because I'm a Cardinals fan. Um, over the last couple of years, the Cardinals have played really bad at home. Um, actually, last year I was at this game when the Rams went to the Cardinals. Um, I was at Glendale or at State Farm Stadium in Glendale um, at the game after Monday Night Football. It was electric. Um, you know, the Rams obviously went on to go to the Super Bowl last year. Um, they have Cooper Cup. The Cardinals will probably put Byron Murphy on him. Um, but the Cardinals are banged up. Um, the Rams defense hasn't looked as good as it looked last year, though, too. So, you know, and there's obviously Jalen Ramsey. Uh, Aaron Donald, um, Bobby Wagner in the middle. You're, the O-line's going to have to block Aaron Donald. You're going to have to double-team him. You're going to have to stop Bobby Wagner in the middle. You're going to have to throw to other guys. Um, Greg Dortch, um, if he'll be playing. Marquise Brown is probably going to be on Jalen Ramsey. No D-hop stinks in this matchup. Um, we could really use him. But uh, – I'm I'm gonna support the boys this week. I picked against them last week because I thought it was a bad matchup with all the injuries we had. But uh, JJ Watt is eight eight zero uh, when he Not plays for fan. the Cardinals, so I'm gonna go Cardinals here. 
bandwagon. I just, uh, yeah. So the Cardinals have, when Sean McVay is the coach of the Rams, the Rams have never lost at the Cardinals stadium. But when J.J. Watt is active for the Cardinals and playing, the Cardinals are 8-0 when J.J. Watt's playing. So they're both somebody's going to have to lose this weekend. Uh, hopefully it's the Rams. So I'm going to go Cardinals. Ends in a tie. <laughs> that would be something. Um, okay, Sunday night game. Not a fan of this game. Uh, 49ers have Broncos at the mile high. Um the line just seems off on this one. Like it just it very seems off. It's 49ers minus one and a half over under 45. Um I, I, I feel like 49ers is my play here. I don't know about you, but I don't know if you're going with your boy Russ or not, but I'm on 49ers. No, I'm I'm gonna stick with the 49ers. I just I just think that um the, Bron- uh, the Broncos are going to figure out at some point, but I just don't think they're going to figure it out um, against against the 49ers. I just think they're a better team right now, and especially with you know Jimmy G back, they just have a lot a lot more connection, a lot more uh, chemistry in that kind of sense. So um, I do I do I do feel like we're going to see a, um, a little bit of old Russ. I feel like it's going to be a, a better game than what they've had the past two weeks. Um, I could, I, I, I could, I could see both teams scoring twenty points. To be honest with you, but yeah. I'm, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going Forty Niners, and especially with uh, with fantasy owners as well. Um, see, or you should see a more of a higher production rate from from Debo. Um, if you kind of take a look at last last year, I I had Debo on my team, and I actually took him kind of some somewhat late. Actually, I think I t- actually took him in like the sixth round, sixth or eighth round or something. He was just hanging there. That was a steal. And I mean, every game was 20 plus points from him, whether or not he was being a wide back or a receiver. Um, but yeah, Debo Samuel is uh, is a uh, is uh, Jimmy G's number one receiver from from la- going off of just last year last year's numbers yeah i'm excited to see i'm excited to see how jimmy g plays this week um going back into that starting role this is a great team with a great roster um so i'm gonna go with the 49ers and then going into our monday game uh next week before we get into the thursday night matchup it's cowboys at giants giants minus two and a half over under 39 and a half one of the lowest ones of the week um this is this is tricky. Do you trust Cooper Rush or do you trust Danny Dimes? Horrible like, quarterback matchup. Um, <laughs> like, I'm, like I'm leaning towards the Giants, honestly. I just yeah, this one's a toughie. But like I'm leaning towards the Giants, though. So. I don't know why, but I'm my gut's telling me Giants. If you're going Giants, I think I'm gonna phase you here. I'm gonna go. Uh... I'm going to go with the America's team, the Cowboys. Their defense looked really good. This looked, this looked not – they looked okay against the Bucks, but they looked great against the Bengals. And historically, the Cowboys have been good against the Giants. Um, so yeah. I am going to go with the Cowboys, I think, this week in an, in an upset. May, I guess you can call it upset. Um, some may have – I mean, at the start of the season, would have been – if Dak was playing, I'd be all over the Cowboys. Um, 
But with Cooper Rush, I think he looked great last week. Um, I just think Micah Parsons is just such a fucking force, and I think he gets a, I think he gets a strip sack here. Danny Dimes is kind of nervous in the pocket sometimes, and <laughs> I think if he can get a strip sack, but it also depends on how well that he dude's shit bricks every, every snap. <laughs> it depends on how well you can stop uh, Saquon too. So if you can stop Saquon, um, you know I expect him to win the game. But cool. So we that's our pick'em uh, for the week. So we will let you guys know next week. Um, how we do and we also potentially have a guest on next week as well um so i will keep you guys updated on that and then we will have him do a pickup segment as well um i'd like to get somebody on different every week potentially so doing a different person different guest somebody who knows football somebody who knows uh fantasy football and betting purposes as well um just to get them in and do a segment um if Derek can't be here um because work obligations um, it's nice to kind of have that third person kind of come in and, and have that um, descriptiveness to kind of come in and just talk football with us as well. But I think it's cool to kind of have like a, almost kind of like a celebrity guest picker, um, just not a celebrity, you know, just kind of more so guest picker to kind of come in and throw their picks in as well. But um, we will recap the pick em segment next week when the games conclude. Um, but let's get into the Thursday night matchup here before we end things. Um, Steelers at Browns, Browns minus four and a half over under 39, which now that I say that is the lowest total of the week. I thought the 39 and a half with the Monday night game was, but, um, this is actually the lowest total for week three. Um, it's going to rain potentially this week. So could be a slot fest. Um, what are your thoughts on this game with, uh, with the Steelers and Browns? I feel like this one's a tricky one, too. Because, I mean, both teams are mediocre. But uh, I'm going to lean towards the uh, Steelers. Lean towards the Steelers. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll give Mitch Mitch another another, uh, chance. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> what, what's what's one more gonna do right <laughs> that's hilarious oh. um <laughs> that's that's a funny way to say it. i'm gonna go uh i'm gonna go with the browns i'm gonna go with the browns i like it, it's all trusting in jacoby Brissett. i think he took a step although they lost in week two i think he took a step up as a starting quarterback for the browns this week and really found that connection with amari cooper um he had a great amari cooper had a great week um, bouncing back from his shitty week one. Um, so it was nice to see him kind of get open. Donovan people Jones has really exploded. I think as a, as a wide receiver too, for this team that they desperately needed after losing Jarvis and OBJ um, in the off season. So I definitely think that he's a force. I'd like to see um, David Bell, who's a wide receiver three rookie out of Purdue, who was an absolute force in, in big 10. Um, he hasn't really gotten a lot of looks yet. And I'm, I want him to kind of take that next step as a wide receiver three. And I think in a, in a weak secondary for the Steelers, that this is a great opportunity for, for him to kind of maybe showcase a little bit of his talents on deep, because I know the Browns and Stefanski like to run a lot of those vertical routes. They have David Bell, Anthony Schwartz, Dimitri Felton, uh, Michael Woods, all, all those guys are meant to, run straight and Jacoby Brissett's going to throw you a deep ball. That, that's what they're meant for is Amari Cooper's more one of the 
top route runners in the league kind of guy, some more of the finesse kind of guy. And I could see people's Jones doing that as well, but um, I'd like to see David Bell get more involved in the offense. I know you have David Njoku and um, Harrison Bryant, who are the tight ends um, that they use quite often. But I think, and then obviously you have Nick Chubb and Korean Juan. I didn't even talk about those guys, but that's kind of an obvious duo there. Um, no TJ Watt for the Steelers stinks. Um, but maybe some Cam Hayward pass rush uh, to get Jacoby Brissett down would be great, uh, especially on that center position that's already kind of weak for the Browns because they've lost two of their – they lost their starting uh, center and then they lost their um, backup center, both the injuries that are both on the IR. So you got a third-string center, and if you can – if you can run, uh, if you can run Cam Hayward up the middle and bull rush him, I think that's a great opportunity there. Yeah, it's gonna see how that plays out. So, yeah, you got any more? Is that it on the Steelers side? <laughs> I don't know if you had anything else to say. Sorry. No, um, I mean, I, I, I mean, other, other than then, you know, me giving uh, Mitchell Trubisky yet another chance. Um, I like, like the running backs, Najee, and um, you know, the the mix between Hunt and uh, Nick Chubb. Yeah, that's what she said. But um, yeah, I'm still going with the Steelers. Why not? Fuck it. I'd like to see Trubisky give Pickens. Um, some more looks. I, I think he was one of the he was one one of the biggest or the biggest highlight coming out of training camp uh, for the Steelers was George Pickens, and I, I'd like to be able to see him get some looks. Um, Deontay Johnson's obviously a star, but you get, being able to get Pickens some more. Uh, the Browns have a good defense. They have, from what I've from what I've seen, they have a good secondary. Um, yeah, and they and the Steelers got height on their wide receivers, Claypool. Oh yeah, Pickens, Deontay Pickens, Johnson like, can get up. They, you're right about that. They, they do have some height. So if if Trubisky can throw them the ball and not do what he did last week, which the, the difference between Trubisky in Week One and Week Two was huge. It was a huge difference, and I think he was playing more like shallow and and laid back in Week Two. And I don't know if that's because Bill Belichick was kind of controlling the game with how he was running things, but when he played. I mean, he threw for over under 200 in both games, but when he played against the Bengals, to me at least, he he looked more relaxed, more calm, more po- he had more pocket presence. That's that's the word in week one as he did um, last week hmm. against the England. See what happens when uh, quarterbacks stay in the pocket a little bit. Well, I mean, it depends if he can sling the ball or not, but and we'll see. You know, we'll see. We'll see how Mitch plays out, but. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's all the games for week two and the previews for week three. Um, hey, I got I got a I got a fantasy question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I just saw this on Twitter. This guy said, "Would you rather roster Garrett Wilson or Elijah Moore for the rest of the season? Both who are on the Jets." That is a good question. Um, I'm gonna lean. Wait, hmm. I'm gonna lean long run Elijah Moore. 
say. Yeah. I think it's a tricky question. I, I think it's a really no, tricky it's a, question. It's a, it's a really good question because you got you got to think about you know when Zach Wilson comes back, like a lot. Zach Wilson and Elijah Moore's chemistry is there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You, you know, so you have to so you have to think about that. I mean, for, so that that's that's one of my that's my main reason why I'm I'm sticking with Elijah Moore just because of that built up uh, chemistry that him and Zach Wilson has. Um, so that's just my take on that. Yeah, I think it's a it's a hard question. I I don't know. You could go both. I think I think both players can get you twenty points and three points. <laughs> yeah. It, the question is: Is the rapport the rapport is different between the two quarterbacks? So you kind of hit it on the head where Wilson, Zach Wilson has connection with Elijah Moore, but does Joe Flacco have more of a connection with Garrett Wilson after after two games? Although Garrett Wilson is a rookie, he's he's unproven. He's trying to step himself into the league into that wide receiver one role. Um, I mean, you got Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore. Braxton Berrios, that's four receivers who need the ball on the Jets offense, and they're able to kind of spread that around. Now I think Braxton Berrios is more of kind of like a Tyreek, I'm sorry, Tariq Cohen mixed with like a, um, he, he reminds me a lot of like Isaiah McKenzie on the on the Bills. They, they kind of use those guys the same, I think, um, would be a good, good better comparison than Tariq Cohen, but um yeah, I was just kind of curious to hear your thoughts on that. I just saw that on Twitter. But, um, sweet. Do you have any more outstanding points you want to talk about before we end this here? Um, yeah, two, thing, two things before you wrap up. Um, for fantasy purposes, I would – I would either drop or just have him ride the bench as uh, Tony uh, on the Giants. Oh, Kadarius oh, Tony. Yeah, I, 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 I don't. That dude has so much potential, but there's nothing there. Yeah, I, I, uh... so I, 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 I don't know what to do with him. He, I mean, he in in one of my other leagues, I have him on my bench. I I'm not start I I did I I didn't start him week one or week two, but he unless I start seeing something, he he I mean he he'll either stay on my bench for the entire season or if I do need to pick up somebody, he's gonna he will probably be the first first uh, player that I drop, yeah, in order to pick up somebody. So yeah, that's a fair point. I I'm probably with you on that one. I just think he's unproven. I don't like any of the Giants receivers. Uh, for fantasy purposes, Kenny Galladay has just been an absolute bust um, with the contract that he was given. Kadarius Tony has just been kind of battling injuries, uh, but he's shown flashes of what he's capable of doing. So he's got a high ceiling, um, but that floor can kind of adjust just, based on if he's healthy there. or not. Yeah, he's not going to get there with the injuries, like you said, and with Danny Dimes as, as your uh, quarterback. So um, other than uh, – the Giants and uh, Tony. Um, oh yeah, I wanted to talk about the production with uh, for the Patriots Hunter Henry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's going on with that? I I don't know. I'm curious because they as far as spending money on tight ends, not only one of them, but two of them, uh, two off seasons ago. 
Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith are actually two of the highest paid tight ends in football right now. And it's not like top five, but they're up there. Um, yeah, I think he signed like what a four year deal, like thirty two mil or something like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember the contract numbers, but but it, it was like ballpark around. It was it was around there. Yeah, regardless, I I don't know. I mean, so going off of both tight ends here, what you said as far as production, both of them have actually been dog shit. Um, the the two best receivers on the team right now are Jacoby Myers, who's. Solid if you need a, a flex option, I guess. He's not a start every week kind of guy, but he does get the targets and yeah, he does he, catch the ball, like but he doesn't get guy he, like bye weeks. Bye weeks. Yeah, he like does not get yeah, he does not get touchdowns um at all, but he he will get the targets and he will get you receptions uh per game. So he's kind of a good like full PPR point guy if you need to fill him in. Uh Nelson Aguilar is more like a deep bomb guy. Uh same with Kendrick Bourne, but Kendrick Bourne only has four targets this year, so you could say his production's low. Uh, Devontae Parker, who they got over through a trade, has had four targets as well. One catch for nine yards in two games. He has been dis- uh, surprisingly low as well. I thought he was actually going to get more play time than Kendrick Bourne. Uh, flop that. Kendrick Bourne has actually gotten more of the uh, snap percentages than De- Devontae Parker. He was a um, dog on Miami, too. Yeah, he's good. But the, his problem, Devontae Parker's problem is that he can't get any separation. And if he can't get any separation, then how are you going to win? You, you know, your, your best yeah, right. your best thing is based off of your athleticism and just catching the ball. But um, going back to your question, Johnny Smith, seven targets, four, uh, three catches for 33 yards and two games. Hunter Henry, two catches for 20 yards and four targets. So you have a combined <laughs> uh, 11 targets. For two guys are the highest paid guys on your team, uh, for the most part, and combined fifty three yards in two games. Um, I don't know. Uh, they're kind of still trying to figure out who's calling plays over there. I think it's either Matt Patricia or Bill Belichick right now in New England. Um, but I don't know if they're just deciding that they don't want to use the tight ends as far as you know, usage and using more for blocking purposes. Um, whether they want to run the ball a little bit more, but I, I don't know. I, I really. I, Fantasy purposes, I, I wouldn't have either one of those guys. Um, Hunter Henry was obviously a touchdown machine last year, and I don't understand why they don't use him like that again. Um, but to say the least, um, just for, until they until they prove themselves, until they prove the production, until they prove the targets, the biggest thing in, in fantasy is targets if you're getting looked at and if you're getting opened. Um, but yeah, that is... It's a good question. It's a good point to bring up too. They're definitely somebody who was is noteworthy. Actually, both of them are noteworthy because considering they were uh, tight end ones a couple of years ago. But um, yeah, that, that's that's a great point to bring up. Yeah, that's uh, that's all I got for uh, for questions. Too <laughs> perfect. No, those are great questions, and I appreciate you bringing it up. But um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say. So. Um, we will go ahead and wrap up episode number two uh, from the 815 Sports Podcast. Unfortunately, uh, like I said, that Derek couldn't be here. Um, we're hoping to possibly get in another episode um, later this week. Uh, so be on the lookout for tweets and notifications about that as well. Um, all of our podcasts can be heard on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and others. Um, so if you don't have Spotify, uh, you know, check out some of those other options for there 
Uh, be sure to tell a friend and share about the podcast. If you have any other questions, DM us on Twitter. Um, you can DM me, DM me personally or Nate. Uh, we will always answer those DMs and love to bring up the questions on the podcast you got about fantasy or um, any other questions. Even if you uh, don't put hot sauce in your ramen, we'll answer that too. Yeah, exactly. The more the <laughs> merrier, boys. The more the merrier. All right, sweet. Um, yeah, we'll wrap it up here. Um, hopefully we have a great game on Thursday. And uh, yeah, be on the lookout for another, I guess, bonus episode this week. I'm Brandon, and that's P, and we are out. <laughs> P. Be out.